Hello! Hi! I'm Tony. And I'm also here. <laughs> <laughs> the other voice is Natalie. <laughs> and we are the Lazy Book Lovers. Just We're not even going to do it in tandem. That today. <laughs> um, <laughs> in my, I mean, my room's getting a little warm, so I don't know if it's going to make you sleepy soon. <laughs> We might have to open the window and we'll just live with the sound of planes. Yeah, and wind chimes and children next door. Or like, we'll just tuck you in for a nap and I'll just do the podcast alone. Yeah. (laughs) Practice for when I'm on maternity. Yeah. Um, Oh, we should do a little bump update. What's your bump date? I think I'm going to look it up on my app. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What size fruit are you right now? 19 weeks. So I have a pomegranate. Ah. That's cute. I don't know how big a pomegranate is. <laughs> 153 centimetres roughly is the size of the bubba and weighs 240 grams, which is like how much flour you use to make pancakes or something, right? But it's crazy <laughs> that that's like a... <laughs> that can cause so many problems. <laughs> when you say 240 grams, it's like, oh, I can't be that tiring, but oh my God. Oh, yes. Yeah. Pregnancy is a crazy, crazy yeah. process. Yeah. Like, I know I've talked to you about this. It's everything else that comes with it, like... Yeah. The placenta, I think. And the reason I'm... Well, potentially, I did a Google, so not medically told this. Yeah. <laughs> but potentially the reason uh, my bump is so high is because babies pushed my intestines out of the way. Yeah, well, they do say that. Like, <laughs> your body kind of remembers... From before, because it's your second. And it just moves yeah. all the organs out of the way. It's like, well, we've done this comparison. before. Come on, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Come on, move um, out of the way. Yeah. Just the whole process just seems mad. Yeah. I can't believe it's this just, is how we make more humans. It's very exhausting. It feels so unnatural every moment of it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I think about the birth part. <laughs> yeah. You know when you see, like, videos of people, like, it's the most natural thing in the world, I love being pregnant, it, like, felt so normal, and I'm like... I've always been jealous of those people. Yeah. I want to be excited to be pregnant. And then I'm I was just tired and grumpy. <laughs> and there was this, like, TikToker here who was like, Nat felt like there was an alien in possession of my body for nine months, hated every goddamn second, love the kid. <laughs> yeah, my first pregnancy was very much like that. I despise the whole pregnancy yeah. thing. This time around, I'm kind of enjoying it more, because I understands that you love mm. what comes out and it's worth it yeah and i also think sometimes i'm like oh i wish i'd like i don't know like logged the first pregnancy more like had yeah. photos and stuff uh, i'm not doing it this time I around didn't... even though i said i would <laughs> <laughs> you're very new to the idea of motherhood at the time because it wasn't necessarily something you always decided you wanted right up then. until the baby was born mm. i was like I'm, I'm not. Sure. I'm not a mum. Yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> I don't want to be a mum. <laughs> Even now, said, I'm like, I don't want to have a second one. But I'm like, obviously, I do. <laughs> to be fair, he came out, and then you were like, mother, goddess uh, thing. Like you like somehow threw yourself it came into natural. it. Well, I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I mean, from the outside, it's obviously, not his I, fault that I decided to have him. <laughs> I knew from what you were telling me, it's not easy. But from the outside, mm. it just seemed so natural and easy when you went from like not mother to mother. Yeah. Probably was a lot of hard work internally, but... No, do you know what? Yeah. Newborn is the best stage, because mm. they don't need much. They just need cuddles and milk, and they sleep. Mm. 
and you just want to cuddle them all the time. So they can't really crawl easy. anywhere. No, that's why there was no encouragement of crawling for my little boy. Yeah. He didn't he just go from like not really crawling to just straight up walking. Yeah. Like because I feel like we I did that. not encourage the crawling stage. Yeah. And he waited until he could run. And then he got up and ran. <laughs> and then he was like, Well, parents, you've had it easy up yeah. till now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, No, I like that I can just pop him down on the blanket yeah. and cook something or make a yeah, tea or whatever. Um so my plan with this one is it will just live in a little pouch. <laughs> it just kangaroo with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah, and if it doesn't like that, well, take it up with your brother because <laughs> he is king of the castle. <laughs> could, you, could you have two, two of them who are, like, running around? Your that, face then was like, shut up. <laughs> that's what put me off for a while because I knew I wanted another one. Yeah. We didn't want our son to be an only child. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we just felt like it just, would be nicer. Not what you pictured for yeah, your family. Um, you know, if I'm going to do the family thing, I might as well properly do it. <laughs> and I just kept thinking... What about if we have another one of him? I don't, It'd be chaos, I but he is a great source of entertainment, your child. I do, as chaotic as your household sometimes. I have uh, learnt to just embrace the chaos, <laughs> especially when we got the cats and my mum was like, your house is so chaotic, and I was like, yeah, but I kind of like it now. Yeah. The only thing that stresses me out is when is that it's not tidy. Yeah. I don't mind, ca- I don't mind chaos, I don't mind toys around, but it's like... Clutter is different to, like, mess in my head. Yeah. But, you know, I don't really mind chaos. I don't mind that there's toys in the bed when I go to bed. I don't mind that oh. I wake up to a cat butt on my face or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's just, it is what it is. It's... My um, old cat, Bonnie, who I didn't you ever met, but she used to sleep across my forehead. Oh. <laughs> and then any, any guests were, then she then slept on their head. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, dude, she's been here 17 years. Like, just what happens. Yeah. You're just going to have to put up with it. Mm. I'm sorry she was here first. <laughs> I know, I have to be like, cats, keep your bum away from me because I'm not allowed to go near your poo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> keep your bottom away, please. So today... It's reading update. <laughs> Books we've yeah. potentially read, potentially not read. Well, obviously, she's been growing a person. I am doing Which that, is exhausting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I go to bed early to read and I'm asleep. <laughs> Like, half seven I'm going to go to bed and read for, try and read for about an hour nope I'm asleep with that book on my face and any time you have free time you're just like dead yeah, yeah yeah or trying to sort out like my Etsy shop Your paid or work yeah. trying to find some extra clients <laughs> yeah, yeah if you need any copywriting content writing type mm. services yeah social media check out Tally Natalie I forgot yeah. your real your, you use your real name on Stuff yeah, for work. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, there is a baby on route, but we will plan around that. But a bit of freelance gigs mm. in the meantime. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. so. For my ongoing client, I will just have a month of social media planned. Yeah. We're gonna talk about books. Let's let's actually talk about books. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I haven't it. I haven't read much. There's been a lot going on in personal life, which mm. is too soon to talk about on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not fun. <laughs> I not had a fun month. <laughs> I I finally got out of like my reading slump. Yeah, the good. first trimester had me in a mm. serious reading slump. But mostly all I've been doing is reading Skullduggery Pleasant series. So I can't talk about that much because I'm on like book uh, ten yeah. and eleven or whatever yeah. of the series. So you're on yeah. eleven. Unless I've you just finish finished midnight, then I you're finished on midnight. Yeah. yeah, you're on twelve. Midnight last Bedlam. night. Oh, I quite liked Bedlam. 
It's not a very long one, so. I don't know, it looks chunky on the shelf. Yeah, but the audio isn't very long. No. The audio for Midnight was only like five hours. Was it? I don't know. Because the, the way I've listened to them is a lot, a lot of the time is asleep, so. Yeah. I think it was Bedlam or Resurrection that I made the effort to listen start to finish, like, real time rather than sleeping time. Because I was, like, less, like, remembered less well. I can't think of a better way to phrase that. Mm. Less well. The second arc of the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, I need to refresh my memory, and I didn't want to spend time reading it before the last book. It's the last book in the series has come out. We're going to the signing next week. Yeah, when this comes out, we'll have already been. Yeah. So hopefully, you'll be something. You'll see that on our Instagram, maybe. Yeah. So excited. I've never been to any, I've never been to a book signing before. No, I've not I've, been to like a signing. I've yeah. never met like an author that I admire before, and this I, I don't exciting. think I'm going to keep my cool. Like I, I no, wish I could you're be, be buzzing everywhere. I feel like I could be. I really like in my head. I like. I really wish I could be cool. I know I'm not going to be cool. No. Well, maybe maybe if there's a long queue, by the time you get there, you'll be all like exhausted from the excitement, or it just gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one that's going to have to queue with me, though. <laughs> The fact that it's in the afternoon, I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing. I was like, that's good, we don't have yeah. to go too early. But then I was like, oh, that's a whole day of being excited for it. Yeah. And have you got the whole day off? Yeah, I've got the day before and then that day off and then I'm working the next day and it's in person, so we'll see. Oh. <laughs> so you're going to be like, in the morning, you're going to be like buzzing, 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 waiting for it. Well, likely to be waking up early, that's the good thing, yeah. that I'm not an early riser, so I don't know how much longer I'll be awake before we have to be up and out. Ah, that's all right. So, that'll be fine. Books. <laughs> Books. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I like it uh, when you go first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm such a natural leader. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that in your Enneagram or something? <laughs> Someone who recently <sighs> listens to that guy can tell us. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, and that I'm like all your star sign. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> it was in that. Episode. All of my star sign and Enneagram stuff. Basically, I was a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how you. Or as my friend puts it, you have a forceful personality, forceful. and I'm like, yeah. I don't force it on anyone anymore. I'm- <laughs> Assertive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I was a man, would you be saying nothing That's what to I'm me? Like, if you were a man, there'd be like natural leader, which is what mm-hmm. you just called yourself. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> I like Anywho. to be in charge of the games when I was a child because <laughs> my games were the best. And I knew the rules better. <laughs> <laughs> no, so my first primary school, tangenting already, so I've already um, done those. <laughs> My first primary school had this wooden equipment that was like trucks and like boats and stuff. Mm. It was like fully like a built, like a boat. That sounds fun. It was really cool. So what I used to do, and everyone like used to bring in, I used to make them bring, <laughs> make them like basically jungle teddies. So like animals that were jungles because I had cheetah and I was like fully obsessed. So unusual for me. So then I used to take us on a jungle journey using the different equipment. And I used to be like, we're on a river. Everyone, the boat's been uh, turned over. And I'm like, everyone would be like, on the I boat. I do that like, with my son now to get him to go yeah. home. And I'm like, quick, we've got to do an adventure. And yeah. Yeah, but I used to lead everyone on an adventure around the mm. playground. And if someone wanted to like, no, we're going we're going on the car now. I'm like, Mm-mm, it's not the, it's not. It's not time for the not car. Not my adventure. It's not, not in my story. <laughs> no. In my narrative, we've got to go over the hill. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do that. I'm like, we got to go down the perilous slope. Come on. And then he's like, oh, off we go. And then like, we've got four checkpoints and stuff. <laughs> uh. I bet that really works for him, though. Yeah, it's the only way to get him home. <laughs> what would he do if you just didn't tell him to go home? Would he just stay in the park? 
until he got like tired and I guess cranky and yeah sad. or uh, hungry. <laughs> yeah, he would just stay in the park and then climb a tree. <laughs> Live his uh, best feral child yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, he is a feral child. I mean, I, I don't not encourage it. Yeah. <laughs> you um, just have to go at some point. He's really into just being barefoot at the moment. Yeah. And I'm like, you might hurt your feet. That's your choice to make. Yeah. And my partner keeps having a go because he's like getting really muddy feet. And like we were walking through the field and he wanted his shoes and socks off. And I was like, you might hurt your feet. And like there's no glass or like syringes on the ground. <laughs> I thought they're going to get muddy. Which they aren't when you, you were might... out in your village. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You might get muddy. You might tread on stones. You might tread on a bee. Or a stick. I've trodden a bee before. Really he, he'd done that last year in the garden. Because I was very um, opposed to shoes. Mm. Well, that's the thing. So I'm like, I never used to like shoes. And mm. also, I just, I don't think it's a bad thing to... Mm. want to feel... So I'm like, yeah, go on then if you get mucky feet. So now he wants his shoes off everywhere and his socks off everywhere and he did it at the park and stuff. And then because he did it, his little friends who was with all did it as well. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. You know. Well, what harm does it do? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's what I always used to be my opinion when I was a child. I was like, who am I hurting? Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I'm just like, I, and also I'm not, I just don't, as a general rule as a mum I don't have the energy so <laughs> I'm like I've got to exactly. save it for the important arguments yeah. I'm not arguing over everything it's pointless so if you it jump off the dangerous thing that's when you're needed I want I my rule has always been as long as he know like if I'm not having a go about everything he's chatting about everything mm. he knows when it's you're serious, serious. Yeah. yeah yeah and yet some people think my child's feral and I'm like yeah probably and yep, but he's happy. <laughs> lots of people think I'm doing the parenting thing wrong, and I'm like, oh well, <laughs> oh well, not your child. <laughs> but my child knows body parts, so yep. <laughs> okay, so Books. we finished a quarter of silver flames, both of us. Yeah, me slightly ahead of you. Final thoughts? I read so much in that one day. Do you remember? Yeah, that? I, I remember you like, went from it. like I had a day not of done energy. to done. <laughs> I had a day of energy, so I read like the last four hundred pages, <clears throat> yeah. which is what happened with Akamath as well. Really? No, no. Akawa. A Court of Wings and Ruin is the last one. Yeah, yeah. I read last the last four hundred pages yeah. on New Year's Eve. Oh yeah. I love Silver Flames. Nesta's my bay. I love. I her thought forever. the writing was so much better in this one. I really liked the ending. I have a bigger appreciation for Feyre not that I've ever disliked her but I was like I liked her in the trilogy yeah I really liked her in this book I feel like they all had a bit more personality in this book apart from Rhysand yeah he took a back step he had a failure but I also understand why it was done yeah just don't approve it's, oh, the, no, just don't it's to help with Nesta's character progression and that's yeah. the whole point of it. But after we've spent like two books on his character. Yeah, and his development. Progression. To then backstep <laughs> yeah. him so that Nesta can have development. I guess kind of. I'll give a brief summary of the actual plot rather than just t- us talking about yeah. it. Yeah, try and do like spoiler free stuff. Okay, so we, in the first four three books and then if you count the novella as the fourth of the Court of Frost and Starlight for the first four books it's kind of there was a big bad who they were all fighting all the high lords of all the fae courts 
But I did summarise the world in our last podcast, and right mm. at the end of our last five minutes, our last reading update, so hopefully you've heard that. Follows Feyre. Yes. Feyre gets a happy ending with Rhysand. They're the high level lord and lady of the Night Court. They're king and queen of stuff. <laughs> they're not actually king and queen, <laughs> but that's how I read it. They're king and queen of stuff. They're living their best life now. Yeah. So they're happily ever after kind of sort of happened, but now we're dealing with the consequences of the war, the consequences of what they all went through, particularly Feyre's elder sister, Nesta. Nesta is is very powerful. Yeah, she um, is very powerful. In the process of how she became a Fey, she gets power from a source that most Fey's power doesn't come from. And it's it's a big deal. It's like the source of life, basically. And she is a mother-flipping queen. Yeah. I love... I, Inesta is so funny. Because when her narration in her head, she's just like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> so in her book, it's very much about her dealing with her PTSD mm-hmm. and coming to terms with her powers and what she can do with them yep. instead of being afraid of her powers. Because a lot of her like self-esteem issues are part of the reason she's afraid of the powers is because she yeah. believes she doesn't deserve them she believes she'll do something evil with them so it's kind of like a and then basically almost the conclusion of the book is her doing something like so good with them and writing a wrong from the past when mm-hmm. it comes to her younger sister mm-hmm. so that's like the spoiler way free way to describe it she does something that's a big deal and like completely redeems her in reason's eyes and is almost like her accepting what she's become and that acceptance is what allows her to do the good thing for Feyre yeah and she opens herself up for mm-hmm. finding love or not <laughs> and I like also she has a slutty book club with a house yeah that's it that's all I'm going to say about that yeah so how <laughs> if she... that intrigues you no don't say no, okay. just okay. if that intrigues you read the book <laughs> that, like literally her book club is with a house as, as an entity house. so there you go um, and <laughs> actually like, completely out of context that's it <laughs> yeah and then the community of women she builds around her and it's it's all to do with obviously all those women experience violence in some respect mm. from men and it's all about them learning to fight and that kind of thing like take back their confidence yeah their control control yeah and like finding friendship it's just ah. Oh beautiful it's so good she's just and like, like it, it, yeah there's so much friendship in it which she's yeah. not really done in any of her other books I would say the closest would be Feyre and Lucian in the first book and no I think Feyre and Cassian they have their little moments throughout yeah. and Feyre and Asriel a little bit when they're doing flying lessons yeah but I wouldn't say they but had Asriel's like, like really closed off mm. Mm. I wouldn't say they had like an arc of no. friendship growing but I feel like her and Lucian slightly did yeah. I only say that because like, Lucian was like my favourite character in the first book and then he mm. has well, I don't I trust Sarah J. Mass with any of her male characters. Mm. <laughs> Apart from the Bat Boys. I did like, because obviously this switches between Nesta's and Cassian's point of view. Oh, I like that, yeah. And I love Cassian's point of view. Oh, like, because Nesta's always like giving him info, and she's like so. Oh. She gives him such a more complex inner life than he has. Yeah. Because his inner life is like, and I said this last time, is just like, don't get a boner, don't get a boner, don't get a boner. <laughs> That's his entire inner life. <laughs> Yeah, it's like oh, she was wearing her yeah. Indian leathers and her butt looked good, but I'm not gonna look at it. <laughs> we'll <laughs> we'll train right look now, at her butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
or and like, like he he's like the proud parent yeah and, and the when he, he stands up for her against like Rizan and uh, Rizand yeah. and, I don't know yeah. if I say that right no it is Rizand is it Rizand okay. um, he stands up for her against Rizand not just that the way he teaches these women who have been oh. experienced violence by men so the way he teaches them like never touching them it's without consent never touching them without reason while he's yeah. teaching them and all that kind of stuff and it's all to do with the history of his mother mm. and what happened to her and oh, it's just and uh, without spoilers there's a situation that Nesta finds herself in and he can't get to her to help her yeah and he is so angry about it but then like in his inner dialogue he's like I need to trust that I've taught yeah. her to look after herself she he was like she this. would hate me if I came and got her yeah so I have to fight every chauvinistic a... instinct yeah. to go save the I'm day gonna, I'm yeah. gonna just destroy everything outside of this until I can get to her basically that bit where she's like holding her own and just fighting it's just like oh, yes she Nesta. has like, like, she has Feyre does have a great character arc I, I'm mm. not I hate to keep comparing the two but I just love what Sarah J Mass did with Nesta and with, with what Nesta's doing there is also she's allowing she's she's the one doing that so it allows the other two girls to succeed mm-hmm. and in doing that it means she fails but and her thing has always been i'm a failure i'm a failure yeah. and she's like it's also like the choosing to fail to help the other women it's doing it's standing up for her pseudo sisters in the way she never did for her actual sisters yeah especially not favor maybe a little bit Elaine. i know like she starts to learn like favor is always referred to night court as a family and it's always kind of rubbed nested the wrong way yeah. but then she starts to realize and learn that your family sometimes is the people that aren't blood relatives yeah the people you have around you and like also how to make peace with what's happened in their family as well yeah i mean now they're immortal they can't she can't hold it forever because she'll just have a horrible life yeah and when you find out that she can dance and you Mm. know that bit when she's dancing that's it it. that's all i can say and like when it brings in things like music and love of literature and like you just have a lot of depth i felt Mm. Like there's lots of things that people could relate to and that they love, like especially smutty book clubs. Yeah, <laughs> but then I think that's more. Of a, it's again, it's a love of literature, whatever mm. it is. Like yeah, it's still yeah. books. Oh uh, yeah, I mean she starts reading books about war strategies because yeah. she she wants to read books that Cassian would read. And well, she doesn't know it's Cassian leaving them at first. She's reading them because the house. Yeah. She thinks the house yeah. has given her the books. Yeah. And then she finds out it's, and then but she's then reading she it for Cassian. But then she asks the house for yeah. books that Cassian would read. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's just it's good. Lovely. It's we, lovely. Yeah, we have some very excited voice notes back and forth mm, <laughs> about <yeah. laughs> the ending of this. Um, yeah. And there's a bonus chapter which Jenny hasn't read yet. Yeah, I didn't know about it. It's from Azrael's point of view. And I, w- I read it and I was like, that's not Azrael. She's done him wrong. But then I realised the Azrael in my head is what I invented because yeah, he's never, never had anything from his point of view. He never really even speaks no. apart from to make quite funny. Like he's obviously got quite like, a good sense one, of humour. Hilarious with his little yeah. bits. Yeah, it's the bit when he's obviously been told to chaperone Nesta and her lover interest. Yeah. So that's the spoiler way free way to talk about that. Nesta and her lover interest, he's been told to chaperone them and he's like doing like half the job. Like he allows it to go a certain way. And they've just like done things at the at the breakfast table and then he walks in before it gets any further and yeah, just sits he, like, down he, makes it, he can walk like you know like shadows like you don't know and he like makes a little <laughs> so they know he's coming 
<laughs> and then when um, Nestor leaves the room, the other the other person's just like, "Thanks for that," and he's just like, "You're welcome." <laughs> yeah, is that is there anything that I, as your chaperone, should know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was interesting to have a chapter from his point of view. Yeah, I need to. I'll resend you the read link. that. Yeah, there's loads of like with. <sighs> Mm. High Mountain Court. Mm. Oh, there've been loads of and the Oak, Five Kings of Oakrith thing. Mm. There's been little novellas and bonus chapters, and I keep getting emails about them. And I'm like, I'm so behind. I haven't read any of it. Yeah, I need to do that. Um, I keep seeing posts in the Facebook group. You added me to it as well, and I'm like, I just don't know. <laughs> I know yeah. there's things here. <laughs> I still haven't read a rogue. No, a witch's blade. Rogue's crown is the new next one, isn't it? Mm. It's been there. She's delayed it for a couple. Well, it's now on audio, and obviously you legally have. (laughs) No, I'm allowed three devices. You're my third device. Um, So you could you could listen on there instead, maybe, because it seems easier to listen sometimes. Yeah, because I could do that when I'm doing housework, which Mm. I'm doing a lot of times. Yeah. Okay. So we both finished that. That was good. Do you want me to do my next Um, read, or do you want your to do your? Okay. So I did. I've read slash listen to I don't know four five skullduggeries okay. since last time no. I don't know where I was last uh, time so I've like been on number seven you were on um, I was in Darkness's trilogy I know that much King potentially either Kingdom of the Wicked or Last Stand of the Dead Men I think I might have been on Last Stand of the Dead Men actually uh, which is number eight and now I've just finished eleven yeah um, yes because we're going to the sign and I wanted to get as upset so I'm probably going to stop there mm-hmm. and read the rest after because I've been listening to Skullduggery non-stop I need a bit of a break yeah I mean they're not particularly long books but I think the audios are quite are quite long some of them are 13 hours yeah. long or whatever that's why I was so shocked that Midnight was 5 Isn't... hours because it doesn't look much smaller than the rest of the it is moving a bit it's going to like Dying yeah. with the Light is huge mm. but yeah so it's really hard because of where they are in the so in a series but we've got a lot of character development and number between number nine and ten there's been a five year gap so valkyrie's now 20 so at the end of nine the big bad has happened it's been mm. resolved that's like cycle one yes yeah. yeah yeah and then 10 starts basically she she went away for five years lived in america got a dog did lots oh yeah of... right i forgot to mention how much i love her Zena, dog yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of dog I want. <laughs> I love that her dog has come back to Ireland with her as well. Yeah, and like Skullduggery and the dog interacting is so funny. Oh, and he's like, I don't have dogs in my car. And she's like, except for Zena. Because <laughs> she's already in your car. And he's and, like, go meet me at the car. And she's like, I'll meet you there in 20 minutes. And he's like, no, go now. Don't you need like, to go back to Zena's the car. Zena's not in the car. Like, she's not licking anything. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but it's later on when Zena and like uh, Skullduggery start to interact more and like she listens to his commands but always yeah. kind of he has to do like a stern voice and she's like she does like she'll sit and then she's like looking at him like and What's he's next? like why What's does next? this creature love me yeah. so much <laughs> it's because you made up bones and there's, there's <laughs> one bit where I can't remember which book it is but like he Skullduggery comes over and he's like, where's the dog? And because he's wearing like a really nice suit. So mm, he Valkyrie, doesn't like the dog. Valkyrie's like, you look nice. And he's like, yes, I do. Where is the dog? And she's like, she's upstairs. And he's like, good, can she stay there? And Valkyrie's like, yeah, sure. I'm just making a cup of tea. Come in. And then he walks in and she goes, Xena, come. 
And then Zena comes down the stairs and she just points at Skullduggery and Zena like leaps in yeah. Skullduggery's arms <laughs> and then Skullduggery doesn't do anything about it and he's just holding Zena like, darn it. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, I just, oh, That's a brilliant. Yeah, so Valkyrie's gone away for five years because something traumatic happened to her to end I mean she's pretty cycle. much experiencing well, trauma throughout but yeah. anyway <laughs> but something that she feels she can't a lot yeah. of things that she feels she a can't lot of forgive herself guilt, for yeah. and she spent five years not dealing with it and she's come back got a new big bad and Skullduggery's like she's like no I'm not coming back into that I'm done and he says just give me 24 hours to help me with a case and then obviously that turns into she's back working with them yeah and she's still not dealing with anything. It's messing with her magic. Because, as you said, the magic mm. and the emotions are very linked. Um, um, Skullduggery potentially did some dodgy shit where she was gone. Yeah. Because, um, obviously, she does rein him in quite a bit. Slash remind him of his humanity a little. Because there is a dark side to Skullduggery. I feel like Skullduggery never spoilers. wants to disappoint her. So mm-hmm. he's always like on his best behaviour when she's around. Yeah. Or she often is just like, he'll, you know, like you, when you were saying like, oh, he'll go, let's just shoot them. And she's like, no. No, yeah, exactly. We don't need to shoot them. Yeah, I mean, he, I don't know how old he is now. Like, he's 400 old, yeah. yeah. Like, he doesn't have much of his humanity left he yeah. literally you know he's a magical lot. skeleton <laughs> Come on. he died and came back yeah he lost his he lost wife his and family. child yeah i always love how like we i think it's just so kind of you know, we never ever see from skulldory's perspective hmm. and i wonder if that's gonna happen in this last book probably not but no, i just wonder maybe. that would be interesting like because a lot of his life we do follow like we do see mm. the perspective of other characters we can't quite yeah. often jump to like the enemy seeing what yeah. they're up to and stuff yeah so mm. I just think it's really clever how that was done and I always wonder because like his wife and child are always completely nameless you don't know his real his original name because mm. he has a family crest that he won't take up because of the things he did during the war and like Valkyrie's always trying to encourage him to like to heal and like like retake his crest and stuff like that because yeah. everyone knows oh another big thing that's happening is so in one of the books of the like the darkest trilogy they go into an alternate universe and now yeah. all they've got refugees from that universe coming yeah. to our universe so so it's that... all about like how to they're mortals but yeah. they know yeah they're humans they but they know about sorcerers so they can't just be put into like our world's yeah, they can't human just jump civilization. Yeah, because they've never used any technology. So in that alternate dimension, the big bad that Skullduggery defeated on the war four hundred years ago wasn't defeated, and mm-hmm. all the humans are like the slave race; they're subjugated. To, yeah, so they don't trust sorcerers. Mm-mm. The sorcerers don't really know what to do with them. So that's like a sub yeah plot line and then we've got new characters at like the school that you mentioned yeah. kind of before yeah and the um, younger characters which are great and we've got like a new person who is <clears> mysterious <throat> we just know his name and that he wears a plague doctor costume yeah yeah so i the first one back after the main cycle the jump five years one later i struggled with it but i really loved midnight yeah, I think it's a combination of the world set up, there's a lot going on to set up the rest of these books. Yeah. And then also they switch 
their audios, they do switch to a new narrator. That person, that narrator only does that one book as well. Is it? I yeah. didn't even like clock them. Yeah. And um, it's because of the way I listen to them, I guess. But yeah, only that's annoying. That and mm. that person does not do any of the voices right. <laughs> Definitely not Skull Doggery's no. voice. No. And it's a very specific voice, like the smooth velvet voice is like a... Because you don't have much characterization for Skullduggery because you don't have a face yeah. to watch. <laughs> like Skullduggery. No, you finish what you're yeah. saying and then I'll say No, that was it, really. Um, Skullduggery says, like, in the book I most recently listened to, that once he lo- there was a time he lost his head, it got stolen by goblins. Yeah. And he was like, I had to wear a different skull for three weeks. Um, did no one notice? And everyone's like, no. He's like, but it was a completely different skull. And they're like, it's a skull. <laughs> you're a skeleton. <laughs> He's like, can't, you can't tell skulls apart. And Tempa's yeah. like, no. no. And he's like, can no one? And they're like, all the there. Eye like, holes no. and the nose holes are completely different. And the cheekbones are yeah. completely wrong. I had very, like, he's like, I had very handsome cheekbones. <laughs> oh, yeah. He didn't just lose his head for like three weeks. He lost it for years. Oh. Valkyrie got it back. Yeah, I remember that part. When she's trying part. to retrieve yeah. him from the other dimension. Yeah. Oh, different yeah. plot line. And like, now, I don't think it's a spoiler now her parents no yeah i've talked about that before okay so now her parents are aware of magic and what valkyrie not entirely what she does because she still keeps them in the dark but they know that she's almost like a detective slash police in yeah and that she saved the world a couple hundred yeah and 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 it's always in a lot of danger helps her because they actually witness some things as well yeah um so that's quite fun because you mentioned about Skullduggery going for dinner and obviously yeah, that was in the book. Yeah, that now, yeah. yeah. Like Skullduggery interacting with her little sister is cute. It's so funny. Like she had him dancing with her. Yeah, but when she, he's talking to her and he refused to talk to her like she's a child. Yeah. And Alice is just like running with it. Yeah. <laughs> and like he goes to dinner and he's like, oh, I, I'm sorry I didn't check with you, Valkyrie. I haven't had a dinner invitation for like 400 years or something. And then her dad, um, Desmond, is like, why has no one invited you to dinner? And he's like, well, I don't really eat. And now he's, he asks that as he's putting a plate down and he just picks it back up. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I love Valkyrie's dad. Like, yeah. I do love him. He's such an idiot. <laughs> he's just ridiculous, isn't he? Um, and like, one of the things that's great about the series is all of the villains, even like the big bads, are all slightly comedic. Like, I don't, well, humanised You just, you just like them all. Even the really horrible ones, you kind of still like them in a way, don't you? So they do interact with Nevelyn at one point. It's obviously, he's the big, big bad. Mm. And like, from prior history to like present. <laughs> and he's just like, when Valkyrie meets him, she's just like, what? Like you're nothing. Like you're like the scariest guy in existence. And she's like, and he's like just calmly writing at his desk. And she's like, "What are you doing? Come on! (laughs) Where's where's the violence? Where's the scares?" (laughs) And he's like really like soft spoken and like. Mm. Uh, Yeah, that's one of the good things about this series because like not everyone is what you would think. Yeah, and like whenever the villains like make a mistake, and Valkyrie's just ripping into them, and it's just. Um, the back and forth is so hilarious. So like I, some of her quips at ca- cadaverous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was just brilliant. So um, I've started the new book and I've figured out some ways I can talk about it without yeah. ruining. So this is number 15. Yep. Which is the, the last, last one. In the series. And the one we're going to the book tour for. It's okay, we can reread it. <laughs> so, okay. Something has happened to Valkyrie at the end of the book before. 
that essentially <laughs> has manipulated her viewpoints to what was formerly an enemy. Mm-hmm. And it's a big deal. It's let a very big bad loose in the world. Those, blood, those bloody big bads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like really bad, big bad. Mm. And she fundamentally doesn't understand what the problem is because they are, it is manipulating her thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everyone has turned their backs on her. It they, The government's kind of been overthrown. So the political system as it was has changed. And the only person still by her side is Skullduggery. He won't leave her. Even though they now know at this point the best way to fix it is to just kill Valkyrie. And Skullduggery is just... The thing is... At that point, he's trying to get her back. very much responsible for everything that happens with Valkyrie. Mm. He was the one that brought her into it. Everyone said she's too young, don't yeah. bring her into it. When she discovered a something that was a big deal in the last cycle, mm-hmm. he was like, we'll work out a way for it rather than saying you need to step out of this world. Yeah. He's responsible for Valkyrie. Yeah. And she's like, he's basically like, well, he's raised her in that world. Yeah. So how old is she in this one? 26? She is 26, 27, I believe. So they've been partners, apart from like the little five-year hiatus, they've been partners. But they were in like, contact that whole yeah, time. Like yeah, they, they never lost weren't contact. Yeah, together, they weren't yeah. working together. So they've been partners since she was 12. Yeah. Like, um, and he lost his child. He must very much see her mm-hmm. as... Although I've seen some people question their relationship oh there's there's some people Which is like odd there's i think it's because derek landy at one point got a character to make jokes in order to wind valkyrie up saying you've got a crush on skullduggery yeah that, i think that, that seeded that thought but that was that character deliberately trying to wind but valkyrie up she it's a she, very father-daughter um, relationship yeah she idolizes yeah him. that's why she was so heartbroken when she found out something about him that went against what she thought he was and their values their shared values there was also like a bit where uh china kind of admits that she has a crush mm. on him or whatever isn't it always like, has, and then that yeah. just skipped over that really quickly and i was like no 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 i saw that i really <laughs> hoped at some point china and school degree would get together but we'll see i think like so much has happened between the two yeah of them. but i really love china yeah i know she's great um, she never she never stops being great so yeah that's where where I'm she's at she's so unapologetically her is Skullduggery's trying to bring Valkyrie back yeah and it's looking bad news bears mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the last book in a series it has to be bad news bears it's, because one thing Derek Landy does like to do it's no one is safe break your heart because no one is safe Laura his girlfriend that has a TikTok she does really funny Skullduggery TikToks <laughs> She just did one about, like, is it you? Did you just show me? I just showed it to you. What it was an the awful um, waste. Yeah, from um, Sweeney Todd. It was yeah. Like, what a damn right shame. So it's like, she kind of lists the characters. So don't watch it if you haven't read it. Yeah. Uh, like, lists the characters he has previously killed and then the ones that survived. And, and then it's like, it's a waste that, that they all, that they all still survive. Alive. Yeah. So Because she doesn't know the ending of the book. Yeah. Which, how you, how? She probably said, don't, don't yeah. tell me, I want to experience yeah. it because she's such a big fan. Would it be rude to ask her, was she a fan before they met? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I really want details, but there's yeah. just no non creepy like, ways. Were, were you like a fan and then you met and then it went from there? <laughs> yeah, because that could be the life we could live. I could, 
not Derek Landy, but like I was going to say, I think he's pretty pretty wiped up there. <laughs> yeah, but like, can you imagine like another book series you're a big fan of, and then you meet the author, and you fall in love with the author, and then you have direct access to the information about the book at all times? This is my dream of AK Malford. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a shame she's already taken. Rude. And lives in New Zealand. <laughs> There's just so many. <laughs> and I have a partner and children. <laughs> She has kids too, so you could just like raise them in a commune together. Slash blended family. I don't know why I went with commune. I just pictured you living in a commune in New Zealand. Yeah, Yeah, in New Zealand. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's so I started. I mean, like the first. You did you? What page number do you remember? One hundred and forty something. Yeah, go me. That was one evening. Yeah, Very but you're, uh, you're determined to read this. Uh, do you reckon you will? By what, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Well, okay. I You've have... got Tuesday off. No, I'm off Sunday, Monday. <gasps> I have no plans. I have nothing. No reading. I'm, my, I mean, I don't know how I've done this, considering my life the last few weeks. The blog you is currently... have a break. The blog is currently ahead. I've got, I've pre-scheduled the seven scheduled. Do you want to write for my blog? I'll uh, pay you with nothing. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a I'm a blog writer, but do you want to write? For oh God, I'm just barely. <laughs> I've got two blogs I'm meant to be writing on, like personal ones, and I'm just like, I I mean, it's hard. But my work. wedding one is yeah. always up to date. Yeah, like because I do it free, no one pays me, and I don't get enough visitors even to get ads, like yeah. bad money. I've got three pence. Oh, I think I've got like twenty something p now. Yeah. That's taken me about. Six I think I'm up to about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I'm starting to get some more Google traffic mm. now. Like, Google's now become my main referrer. That's good. Just a good thing. I'm doing something good with my SEO. Not sure what. Anyway. Just, just like. Uh, so, I read, and it recently came out, um, A War of Two Queens by Jennifer L. Armentrow. Check how to pronounce it. Well, I've heard it on TikToks. You don't look for them on the shelf because you have them. No, I was looking at this one. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought it was almond trout. Uh, but I'm glad you looked it up. On TikTok, that's how they say it. That would make more sense. Yeah, like a French name, I guess. Yeah, so Tony had it pre-ordered as a hardback. And, and I, I said like, to her... coming out till June. Yeah, and I was like, oh, have you started reading that one yet? And she's like, it doesn't come out till June. And then she looked and was like, no! I was so annoyed because <laughs> I pre-ordered the hardback and then I was like, the paperback was already out. But you, you wouldn't have got to it much earlier anyway, would you? No, probably not, but still. It was yeah, I like to have it in the dragon horde. <laughs> <laughs> so I have talked about these before. This is the From Blood and Ash series. It has a different name. No one calls it the name she calls the series. Oh, what's it, what is the series called? It's not. It's, it's called like Blood and Ash and something. Like, oh, it's the blo- from Blood and Ash series. It's yeah. from Blood and Ash series. This is the one where it is at some points the notion of plot with sex scenes. This is the one that you mentioned where they uh, kill someone and have sex on the ashes, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the notion of plot with some sex scenes. Yeah. But the thing is, and I've said this before, it's the enjoyable. world... The world is actually quite intriguing mm. and it's relatively well thought out. Like, the the characters are cool, they don't have a great deal of depth sometimes, but then the, maybe they're just not meant to. Like, sometimes it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be no, that deep. No, has to be that deep, yeah. No. Some um, things can just be enjoyable. They are just, if you enjoy fantasy, they are just good, enjoyable fantasy, with lots of romance, lots of smart. They're all right. There's like so much. I like. I should have reread the third one though because I can't. I've got a bloody clue what's going I on. I can't sit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because like 
there's different levels of like the history because they use there's like deities and then there are different things gods and gods were people that just walked around the earth and that's how the ascended and the Atlanteans were made and all this kind of stuff and I can't remember any of that history from the first three books mm. so I mean there's like there's been a lot going on there yeah for a, a fantasy book that also uses words like dude and like um, <laughs> and like has very very does long he, does he sheath himself yeah I think this is a sheather um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it has, I don't know why that just makes me oh God, it's so, so much. <laughs> Sheathed himself around me. <laughs> um, it has big, long expositional paragraphs where it's either puffy thinking or it's big, long expositional dialogue scenes. And expositional kind of means basically uh, it's telling the story without like story actually happening it's someone sitting telling there and showing. monologuing the story to you like a Shakespeare play yeah rather than the story like actually happening or them kind of finding like world building or scene set up through natural things like the protagonist looking around mm-hmm. that would be the telling that's called showing and not telling that whole thing yeah which I think you can do showing writing if it's done well I don't think so much in this book sometimes. Well, it's not It's not known for, like, it's great writing. No. It's known but for its fun scenes. They're an enjoyable read, I won't lie. Mm. Um, um, there was a lot of drama about this book, wasn't there? But you think it's quite misplaced. I Honestly, I voiced Nate when I finished it, which I think was at one thirty on a work night. Yeah, something like that. It's fine. <laughs> and I was like, I don't understand why people are so... I deliberately avoided all the TikToks, so there were lots of spoilers. But I was like, I don't get why everyone's so mad. Don't get it. Mm. everything that happened makes sense to me so i'm like i never understand when people are mad when it makes sense when people were talking about it in my discord which is why i first mentioned it yeah. to you there was like the one person that had read it was like um nothing in there shocked me it no. was all what was going to happen so it i don't all know what, makes what's wrong with complete everyone sense. and whether or not it's how you wanted the story to go it's the author's prerogative to write the stories how they want i think the first half of the book the main character, the male main character, the love interest, has been captured and he's absent. So we don't get a lot of that good bants that goes on. And not much sex on. Not much sex. Sure. She does make up for it later, so. So our first half of the book is lots of them trying to defeat the big bad. She's like conquering cities in a nice way, like doing her best to make sure there's no civilian like life loss and stuff like that in to destabilise the big bad crown in order to try and save the love interest as well yeah okay and it goes between her point of view and his point of view in captivity it is quite like like there's lots of setup but mm. i discovered she's like gonna do like two more books and so, there's six isn't yeah there? yeah so it makes sense it's the first book in this three and it's lots of setup so does it feel like um a trilogy in a trilogy with an overarching kind of thing because the first three books we don't know what Poppy's powers are we don't know what Poppy is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we don't know who her mum really is like there's lots of unknowns that pretty much get resolved right at the end okay yeah so that's like the end of a cycle yeah yeah but it all it all kind of carries on but I just think there's lots of I think things get tied up from the first three to then maybe like build it could towards. have been left there if they didn't do well or yeah something. but we're still discovering like the layers upon layers of lies about like poppy's existence oh that's cool and how she came to be and all these kind of things they're still kind of unraveling so what we thought was a resolution isn't 
So maybe that's why people are mad. Mm. It's not really a big deal. It doesn't change anything. Like, don't be so dramatic, peeps. Yeah, just calm down. So the first half of the book is all this setup, and it is maybe not that much fun. But I think it was the author trying to resolve these past issues, which she had very... It's not expositional mm. as much in this one. There's not pages and pages of Poppy's thoughts to herself, where she's like explaining things that have happened in her thoughts like we actually see them happening yeah so i think it is an attempt to do better on that part but it, it's maybe a bit dull and people are mad there's her love interest best friend kieran <laughs> and was his bonded wool- wolven before poppy's powers got activated and now like all the wolven so there's wolves in this by the way oh cool they're wolves but they're called wolven they're now bonded to poppy so all of them are and she can communicate her brain to them is this going to be a reverse harem? Potentially. Uh, well, this is one of the things people are mad about. Because it hasn't happened? Okay, it has, but... Um, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> Go, no spoilers, it's fine. No, so You've enticed me. <laughs> okay, here's how to not... Do you like the way I'm like, wait, loads of bonded wolves, there's a harem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so... So there's a... Oh, uh, that's what you mean by she made up for it? Kind of. No, that's what people are mad about. Let me give, oh. okay, I need to give some context. Okay. I'm just like, tell me about the sex. <laughs> okay, so for context, Atlantean people can be bonded to a wolf and it is non-sexual. It's just a ceremony that happens and it means they can't hear each other's thoughts, but they're quite connected. And they're, the wolven's very loyal. They okay. protect each other. It's very much brothers in arms kind of deal. Okay. And it's very rarely sexual it can be but not often oh um like in the cassandra is yeah that the one cassandra yeah play where you said they're like bonded no and it's quite rare that they have anything sexual uh it yeah cassandra carabit that's like the parabatai yeah 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 it's a similar kind of thing but what you can do there's a ceremony called the joining which is because wolven there is <laughs> Wolven aren't immortal, but what you can do is tie your lifespan to them as an Atlantean. And that ceremony involves, it's like blood sharing, but blood sharing is quite intense and can be quite sexual. Course, Therefore, so I've the, read a vampire book or two. Yeah. <laughs> so the joining can sometimes go that way, but not necessarily. It's You're whatever people are. To me so much. <laughs> what people are feeling in the moment. Because there's lots of times when Poppy and the love interest, he has to feed. Because basically, when you love someone, you only want to feed from them, and you would rather die than feed from someone else. Like a vampire. Yeah. yeah. And so, but it, when they reach a certain amount of hunger point, there's like quite a lot of danger to the person who is the bitey. Um. So poor Kieran at times has had to be there when he's feeding from Poppy to like stop him stop it from being too aggressively feeding but then it always turns into sex and he like basically is there to like stop him like killing her and then politely leaves when the sex starts but the sex sex has usually started while Kieran's still in the room oh my god that's so funny but then there's lots of again this is where it's a bit expositional is Poppy going to herself like do I search my I searched myself to find any shame and I found I didn't have any because it's so natural like (laughs) And it's always like, to be fair, we like Kieran because Kieran always comes to her afterwards and says, I want you to know that was all natural. Your body's reaction to being bitten is completely natural. I don't want you to feel any shame. I didn't look. I kind of did look your heart, but I did. Uh, it's <laughs> like, 
I won't I won't mention that. <laughs> Odd banger. <laughs> he does kind of say he like he never like he's never like I see nothing. He's like if you ever want a third person. He's just like you are hot, but like you're Cassians, not Cassians, Castiles. Oh my yeah. god, they need to have different names. Right. Castile. But he's like, so he's always afterwards going like, please don't feel any shame. I'm a woman. I've always been always been around Atlantean people. It's completely know, natural. Yeah. We're all good. Like he's he's, he's had to feed from me, and we both like because we're just like bros. We've had to like awkwardly pretend it's not happening that we both got like bonus. It's fine. Yeah. So like, we never know for sure if Kieran and Castile have ever gone there. Never mentioned. Um. <laughs> so in this book, we get to the point of there's been hints that Poppy, because she ends up being the most powerful and the one who's gonna live the longest. If she ties her lifespan to Castile and Kieran, which you can do multiple people in the joining, then they're going to be just as immortal as her, just as strong, just as powerful, just as unbreakable. Uh-huh. And so it basically comes to a point of fighting the big bad. She's like, well, the easiest way to make sure you guys stay safe is if, if you tie yourself to me. Doesn't have to be sexual. It's made very clear <laughs> it is in my book. <laughs> uh, I mean, so basically, they've been they've been hinting at the joining for like three or four books now. Okay, there's been times when like Poppy slept between Kieran and Castile on the road, right? And she's gotten like all kind of turned on because they're both touching her, and then like they get woken up by something scary happening that's nothing to do with it and then nothing ever happens but they've been in it for so long and Kieran's obviously there every time they feed Kieran's there to like stop him from dying but then he's just kind of there while they're having sex so people were very disappointed by the joining because we have very graphic sex scenes elsewise I, I'm not going to get too into this because my brother does edit this podcast. <laughs> um, there's lots of descriptions of fingers in places, mouths on things <laughs> that are very... They're not using other words for it. They're describing what exactly what's happening. There's no, not like, YA. metaphors. <laughs> they are not YA. There are no metaphors for what's happening. Yeah. You know, it you is... You know what's happening. Yeah. There's no mistaking. Yeah. yeah, and it's not fade to black. We go through the whole thing. <laughs> Why have I not picked these up sooner? I don't know. You did say you started them. I did. And I put it back down to read uh, the Pick Up Atlas 6. I would say the first one's a bit hard going until we still get the the, the love interest is introduced. So maybe stick with it. The first bit. Because a lot of it's just Poppy's thoughts. The first book especially. So, so expositional. Like, it is just. But then Poppy spent a lot of time on her own. So if it's done on purpose, well done you. Like, cause she would be used to kind of monologuing to herself. Oh, She's very like isolated. In the series. Yeah. If it was done on purpose, well done. If it's not, mm, problems. Yeah. Um, so the joining, people so were disappointed with how that went. Because it's always usually very graf- graphic and accurate. And in this, there's lots of vague references to which body part is on her whether it is her love interests or Kieran's body parts and it's not entirely clear if it's if it is <laughs> I'm just so shocked right now 
or not oh, there's lots of references it's like ambiguous there's lots of references to her being like lost in the moment and it's all so natural and like people were touching me and we were touching this and like it's lots of that and never just saying who is who is touching her whose bits are where sounds like there's a lot of natural stuff happening in yeah life. <laughs> but it's lots of like vague it's not referring to uh, is that what people were bothered about yeah they, they were so mad just be like yes if if it, if you're gonna write the joining scene, then write a threesome. Do it properly. Yeah, it's basically, just people were saying yeah. like, "Why did you bother with vague metaphors?" And like, when you don't normally, write yeah, mm. yeah. So like, unless I fe- you like couldn't visualize it, but then don't put that scene. Don't yeah. let that happen. Yeah, she was like lots of vague like. You I just felt, like there was a more. there was a body behind me. I don't know whose it was out of the three of us, and there was one beneath me, and like it's lots of that. Oh, why go to the effort? Yeah. Like, just write it properly. I can read better on Tumblr. So, I, it's been so heavily hinted, and the build-up's been going on for so long, for it to then... It just got me so excited, yeah. and now... It's still, like, it's still an enjoyable what? read. Again, not going too into that. <laughs> no, no. Because... <laughs> So people to sit listening to this yeah, I, I can understand why people might be disappointed yeah people are very disappointed people are like like I was saying why bother mm. but I'm like I wasn't as mad about it until I found a TikTok that mentioned it and I was like oh that's a really good point actually like actually yes oh, I am yeah. mad about it now <laughs> and then it, it's kind of like she's turned them into a thrapple now without committing to it so for the rest of the book there's lots of it's so natural like Kieran like climbs into bed with them to sleep but no discussion of anything further. Yeah. No confirmation of well, anything Well, it's like, further. it's like Poppy getting like kind of turned on by the situation and then nothing happens again. Mm. But then it's both the men being like finding it kind of funny and not being embarrassed by it. It's the love interest not being jealous. I'm glad that their best friends are not brothers. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just throw that yeah. out there. But they've been raised like brothers together. So interesting. I don't know, because I wouldn't say no to a, a scene like that in Akatar, and they've been raised like brothers, yeah, so... Yeah, we can't just sit on the moral high ground there. <laughs> so yeah, and it, but it's like, so she's turned them into a thrapple without committing to it fully, and people are mad about that, which I've, again, I get it. And then it's lots of, in the beginning when the love interest is like being captured, it's her and Kieran starting to get to this point where Poppy would feel ready to do the joining. And it's, like, their relationship developing. Kieran's, like, sleeping in her bed with her in his wolf form. Nothing happens. He's just kind of always there like a dog in her bed. (laughs) The power balance feels weird. (laughs) Maybe it makes sense if I read it. Kind of, yeah. Because it's never... The love interest and Poppy are so much more powerful than Kieran, but it's never, like, a thing. There's never a power imbalance. They never respect him less for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hmm. okay. So you read that. <laughs> yeah. And like the ending, there's a twist. Twist makes perfect sense to me. That if you really re- like think about it, they've hinted at it for a long time. I don't think this is a very complicated writer. Hmm. So, don't know why people are so mad. People just like to be mad about I shit. I think so. I think people are very passionate about this series overall on TikTok. Like, and I'm like, there are other things to be it's mad about. It's the same as like, if you did a TikTok bad mouth and appetite, you would, your account would be reported so much. No, because there were lots of fans of the books bad mouthing this one. And I'm like, mm. I don't know if you enjoyed the books. Because I, like, I enjoyed the books. I'm like, I don't know what you're, I don't know why you've got such an issue with this. 
I will tell you my thoughts in like a year. <laughs> when yeah. I finally get around when to you finally re- they're, they're good There's, you know it's got all the things we both enjoy in books yeah so it's alright don't know why people need to calm down like sometimes it's a book mm. is just a book um, <laughs> she says after we've just nerded about Scott Dover half the podcast so the only other one I've got to mention is I've started reading The Atlas Six mm-hmm. which I have given a summary of my last reading update and two chapters in, there's not much to yeah. say. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, and I started another audiobook this morning for because I just had to take mm-hmm. a break on Skullduggery. And this is for a smut reading club, the smut club. That yeah. I'm in. Oh, no. So it's called Teach Me, and I'm just going to double check the author. I find, I don't know why, if it's childish, but I find listening to smut so awkward, even though uh, I'm the only one here. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I have to stop it if, like, my son's in the room because yeah. it's like, what the fuck? No, I'll have it in headphones. No one knows what I'm listening to. I'll be alone. Yeah. And I'm, and I, it's just, yeah, it's... and I feel still feel embarrassed. I don't know why. Sometimes where there's, like, <laughs> a scene that comes out of nowhere and you're like, huh? Um, by Olivia Dade. And she writes about plus-size queens. <gasps> and it's Ooh. a romance. Um, so, so far it follows a lady called Rose and she is a history teacher and she has just found out that they, uh, at her school, they like struggle to keep teachers. They, she's been called in in the summer holidays and been told that they've hired a new history teacher. He's mm-hmm. very well credentialed. Mm-hmm. Don't know why that sounded dirty to me. Um, and he... He's well endowed he's academically. Well endowed. Yeah. <laughs> He has a rather large CV, and um, she has to she has to share her classes with him, and mm-hmm. he's sharing classroom with her. And so we've done like a chapter from her point of view, being told this, and she's pissed off about it. Yeah, and a chapter from his point of view, where he's like, "This woman is so fucking stunning, I can't go." <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I'm so far. Yeah, I like things like that, even if it's not real. I just like the idea that there's some dude like secretly worshiping you, but also yeah. being respectful yeah. of the dude. Like, like it's like time. Is like she smiled and I died. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I that's do it. enjoy that trope. I thought that'd just be a fun little... Yeah. Well, I had to read it for the smut club, and I thought that'd be a nice little break from skullduggery <laughs> trauma. <laughs> when I was reading High Mountain... Well, listening to High Mountain Court, I was listening to it whilst working. So I'm just there, like, trying to write a campaign for a biotech company. And, it's like, and then it was like the... He sheathed himself. Yeah. <laughs> in me. <laughs> um. So I was like, this is... You know, when I was, you're not listening, like actively listening, it's just there. And then I sort of came to at like, that point, and I was like, just going to pause this. Just going <laughs> to... I'll come back to this. Oh, um, yeah. I have re-listened to Seasons of War mm. again. Uh, That's and... a Skullduggery book. Yep, sorry. Um, Mark, haven't you all read it by now? Like, no. Rude. Uh, there's 15 books yeah exactly like, plus the novellas <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I re-listened to that and then I have re-listened to Witches the first well I've read Witches Blade before which is the second book in the High Mountain Court series um, and then I've just decided to listen to it again because I really liked Rua's story uh, they've already quickly like become a bit of a comfort audio for me oh I love Witches to Blade and Rua they're yeah. good Sorry, so they... Are they good on audio, like the Yeah. The only is thing it the that... same narrator? 
same narrator. Yeah, the only thing that threw me is the accents. But after I got used to that, it made sense. Yeah. Because I think it's, like, clever the way they've done the accents and stuff. Um, we've done a big, like... Which stayed around. Well, we've done a big gush about how much we love A.K. Malford. But mm-hmm. she's just... She writes the best characters. She's such yep. a... Such a babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've now become one of my comfort things, <laughs> which is usually a very good sign oh, for a book. Yeah. This is, this is it. This is all I've read. And it's going to be a big series, so it's fun to get in at the start. Yeah. Um, cool. Especially she does quite nice stuff for her fans at the moment as well, like additional things. I've got the, which, the signed book plates for them. Oh, I, need, I know, I've been needing to go on her website it's to get like some expensive. stuff. It's yeah. like £2 or something. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's one of those things that's in the back of my head, like, let's do that, and then I don't do it. I've not stuck them in the books yet, but mm. I will do. Mm. Uh, do you know, I've got so many stickers of like signed book plates, and I've never actually stuck them in the books. They're just tucked in. I don't know why I'm nervous make, like, about doing it. I make like, a frame with them all in, stick them all in. Yeah. I'm just nervous about it. Like I got the, illu- I got an illustrated. I've started collecting <laughs> the illustrated versions of um, his dark materials. Yeah, they are pretty. Because obviously, I need multiple copies of books. And the first one I picked up from this little um, independent bookshop that's just opened in Hitchin, mm-hmm. and it was signed. And she Ooh. said that we've got loads of book plates left, so if you want, like, she'd have to order. Oh, yeah, I keep meaning to go she'd to just that. Give them to me. That and I was like, well, now I need them all, and they all need to be signed. <laughs> yeah, and maybe oh, next payday I might have a Hitchin day. That bookshop is so cute. There's so many books mm-hmm. there I want to get for my son. Mm-hmm. But yeah. The charity shops also just have great books. We should do that. We yeah, should do a little charity little... bookshop shopping. shopping I day. need to make sure I have money. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about in five years' time when I've got money. <laughs> we get both get mysteriously rich. Yeah, exactly. maybe from this podcast, guys. Download it on multiple devices. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a unique listen. <laughs> right. Thank you for joining us. That is it. We will see you next week for discussions of things like Twilight and probably Divergent and books that were our teen teen obsessions. Life. I haven't. I've not just done the same five books we always talk about. I did research other books people other people might have liked. So yeah. love you as a friend. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love you as more than a friend. And the cat's about to make noise, if you hear it. No, nope, you're just going to sit there. You wanted it too much. <laughs> yeah, I showed my hands. I Sybil, was too you have to, you can't want it too much, because Sybil's like... That's like with Charlie. It's nasty bitch, I, I, I can't, can't, can't give it No, like with Hamilton, he's the other side of the room, and I'm like... And he's like, yeah! But with Charlie, he's the same as Sybil. He'll, be like, too he'll come over and he'll be like, no, I don't believe I will. <laughs> but you might be able to pick up her pairing. She's not loud enough yet. Hang on. You need to do bum. You need to touch the, the she volume She, like, button. really likes it rough. So, like, you can, like, brush, like, backwards brush her fur. There you go. I told you. ASMR, if you can hear that. I don't know if it's loud enough. Um, I can get her quite loud. Because, I don't know. She just... Like, when she gets brushed, her favourite way to be a brush is to basically be abused. Yeah, I like like hold... how your plants like to live. Yeah, like I, I hold her down with one hand and just scrape the brush oh, down her, which cute. I'm like worried about doing now she's getting older. But she seems to enjoy it. So. <laughs> <laughs> to if set... you want, you can come up if you want. This is little pet rape. Sorry, guys. 
Oh, oh sorry, because cats are Don't awesome. grapple. Come on, go up there. Oh, but now you've forced it, she's going to be like, no. She'll be moody for like a second and then go over it. See, she just twitched her tail at me, but you're fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she's not, uh, like, she very rarely gets angry enough to swipe you. Like, I really have to wind her up to do it. Like, yeah. I have to work quite hard to achieve it. My son it. got um, a little scratch from yeah. one of the cats the other day, the first time. And it was just because we were putting him in the carriers to go to the vet. Yeah. And he was trying to help. But the oh, cats obviously him. didn't want to go in the carriers. Yeah. And he was like, oh, and I was like, it was just an accident. He was like, no, he did it on purpose. And I was like, yeah, but it was. Cats he was stressed that way. He to go to vets. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Let's move on for some right. degree. You do. Pet you, do. you do you. Okay. So, I. Oh god, there's so much it's cat fur. So <laughs> She's like proper shedding at the moment. Oh it's been a, a week and a half since I last right, brushed her. Right so next of to course. the mic as well. If it gets bopped about, that's that's. She likes one. to rub on the corner of things, and my desk is a current favorite.